So today we're going to go to the third reading of the Law of One, Session 16. It was received January 31, 1981. This is the re-listened version. Last time we covered some discussion about astronomy, the galaxy term, uh, the number of inhabited or intelligent planets in the galaxy, the Milky Way galaxy, uh, being millions of third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh density planets, or planets of those higher densities with intelligent life and soul groups, uh, millions in each dimensional level, all of those are older than us, above three. Uh, and <clears throat> we'll start again uh, with 1638 and so Don was moving from a dis from a questioning and a discussion of galaxies and the similarity of progression of life in other galaxies or the progression of life through the density levels on planets of just this galaxy being about the same and so 1638, Don says, and then the law of one is truly universal in creating the progression towards eighth density or the octave in all galaxies. Is it correct? Process is correct. There are infinite forms, infinite understandings, but the progression is one. The forms means the material forms of bodies and the configurations of energy. Energy is a kind of form, right? Uh, the nature of energy is light, said Ra, and E equals MC squared, so energy or energy field is interconvertible with matter. Matter is uh, a manifestation of energy. Energy is ultimately light. The seven rainbow colors come out of the white light mediated by the three, three principles or the prism. Uh, the seven comes from the one and that is the infinity of form. The infinity or infinite understandings means that fourth check, you know, Ra has always equated love and understanding. Love, understanding, and acceptance. Fourth chakra qualities of consciousness. So there are an infinite range of um, thought forms that we call understanding associated with fourth chakra activation, but the progression uh, of light or the vibratory spectrum of one through seven is the same. The progression is one uh, on all the planets because it appears that in all the galaxies uh, there is or, or the octave of all the galaxies, this octave let's say, of all the galaxies is a sevenfold spectrum that came out of the one the one intelligent energy that uh, is let there be light or love light light love which is the logos which comes out of or a fo is a focalizing of intelligent infinity or aware infinity with will and love so the new material 1639 uh, Don says I'm assuming it's not necessary for an individual to understand the law of one to go from third to fourth density is it correct and Ra says, it's absolutely necessary that an entity consciously realize it does not understand in order for it to be harvestable. Understanding is not of this density, 
which I have often said is understanding is not of your density. The quality of understanding, as we've said many times, is uh, a product of fourth chakra activation, love and dimension of love and understanding. And it is uh, mediated by acceptance. Unconditional acceptance as total acceptance can lead to total understanding, but the quality of understanding is not native to third density activation or the activation of first, second, third energy bodies because that's what we're talking about. We're in 3D now. Are we in 3D? Or are we seeing reality by a third dimensional activated mind-body-spirit complex? Actually, that second is ladder. A ladder is closer to the truth. Are we in third density? Well, yeah, you can say that the forms we see around us being material or biochemical are third density forms. Uh, but they're being perceived by a, a third chakra or third dimensional, third one, two, three energy body activation mind or mind that is tied to a 3D physical body with the limitations of the 3D mind in space-time, physical space-time, uh, in which understanding is not native. It's not native to this dimensional level of embodiment, this level of embodiment at third dimensional level. And so it's absolutely necessary that an entity consciously realize it doesn't understand in order to be harvestable. But we, but I thought that fourth chakra activation sufficiently is the way to be harvestable third to fourth dimension. True. Uh, and I thought that understanding is related to unconditional or acceptance. True. So does that mean that um, it's necessary to consciously, under, to consciously realize that we do not love, that we do not accept in order to be harvestable? Strange, right? Um, to say understanding is not of this density can say that love is not of this density. Acceptance is not of this density. However, obviously, we can develop greater love. We can develop greater uh, capacity for unconditional acceptance or acceptance. Of course. So, of course, we can activate fourth chakra. We can activate it completely. It's just a matter of you. How much you want to make the effort? You want to move, you want unconditional acceptance? It's not the end of the line. But you want unconditional acceptance? You can do it. How much effort do you put to it? You want uh, absolute divine love? Absolutely. You can do it. Depends on how much effort you put to it. Native, naturally, uh, the third density incarnational state is not one in which uh, unconditional acceptance, absolute love, profound understanding are um, part of the normal equipment or the normal, you know, the native consciousness to 3D embodiment. The native consciousness is not of understanding and love and acceptance. But it's absolutely possible uh, for us to increase our our uh, access to love, acceptance, and understanding. But this point saying it's absolutely, this is a very firm statement from Ra, it's absolutely necessary 
it's really necessary that an entity consciously realize, consciously realize, not just think, uh, guess maybe, but really consciously be able to articulate in words or thought, inner knowing or expression, I don't fully understand. <laughs> I don't truly understand. Which means that material proving is inadequate. It can't be materially proven. Material proving doesn't allow us to know anything more than the material world. It doesn't allow us to know anything other than body, actually. It doesn't even allow us to know that there's a mind. There's no proof that there's a mind. There's no proof that there's a soul. <clears throat> now, consciously knowing that is heart chakra activation. <laughs> it's activation of, the, of a partial understanding of the limits of knowing in this dimension. So you ask the question, uh, if one believed they understood the law of one, would that make them unharvestable? Um, <clears throat> it depends on the uh, quality of their belief that they understand the law of one. Uh, there are arrogant people who think they know, or we sometimes arrogantly believe we know something when we don't. Uh, <clears throat> meanwhile, uh, the question is, is that, is that, what is the basis of that mistaken assumption or mistaken belief that I know the law of one? Is it real arrogance? Is it real over-self-estimation? Uh, <clears throat> or is there humility and an acknowledgement of what's not known, um, that is in that knowing. It depends on the quality of their belief or uh, thought that they understand it. The question is, is there heart chakra activation in it? Is there sufficiently? So uh, there are wanderers, you know, who are deluded, who think they understand the seven chakras real well and obviously don't. Or they think, oh, I know there are 12 chakras and 5 above the head, or there are 49, really, or there are 11 and 10, and that old system of 7 is totally wrong. I don't think they're, that's true. <clears throat> I think those people are mistaken. Meanwhile, they're still wanderers, and they'll still leave 3D uh, so long as they haven't committed a heinous negative karma. Uh, likewise, there are uh, people, church, church folk, Christian church folk, who uh, believe for sure Jesus died for my sins, but they just happen to be really good people too. <laughs> they're really moral, they're really virtuous, they're really ethical, they're really self-offering, uh, self they're, they're selfless in a sense. Meanwhile, they have some wrong beliefs. So it depends on the degree of blockage, I would say, associated with the lower chakras that are concomitant to, with, or related to, or uh, involved in their belief that they understand the law of one. I don't think it would necessarily make someone unharvestable at all. Uh, it's a matter of the, the chakra uh, activation, <laughs> which is very subtle, and or their quality of mind and life. Uh, associated with that mistaken belief.
And so, <clears throat> and we addressed this in 1640. Don says, what I meant to say was that I believe it's not necessary for an entity to be consciously aware of the law of one to go from third to fourth density. And Ra says that's correct. So Ra is saying it's not necessary for an entity to be consciously aware of the law of one, which really means oneness. Okay, All is one. You are everything, every situation, every thought. You are love, you are light, you are unity, you are. That's really properly a sixth chakra those statements uh, of knowing <clears throat> or awareness uh, are statements associated with six chakra activation. It is not necessary to have significant six chakra activation to graduate three to four. But it's surely there is some six chakra activation, and uh, <clears throat> it is not normal <laughs> for people, not necessary for people to be aware of the unity of light, or the unity of all, or even any metaphysics at all, to graduate three to four. It's not a big deal graduating third to fourth density. <clears throat> and that's another thing to reflect on. It really is not a big deal to uh, be sufficiently chakra activated or to have sufficient love and compassion and understanding and acceptance and kindness and social consciousness, social um, sense of responsibility and care for self and other, a sense of right and wrong, it's not a big deal. Just 51% raw said, 51% service to other. A little bit more um, seeking the benefit of all than seeking the benefit of to self only. A little bit more accepting and helping rather than controlling or rejecting um, to manipulate. <clears throat> that's not a big deal. So then what in the world's going on here where we're expecting to have such a low harvest? Well, humanity is much more dysfunctional than, we, than they appear to be. <laughs> you know, much, much more. And if you ever plumb the depths of someone's mind and ask them about metaphysics and many, many things about ethics too, people are really confused. They're not even at a very easy 51% STO, service to other, heart chakra activation, morality, ethics, virtue, appreciation of virtue. They're not even there. So, uh, this leads to the question of, well, when, Don says, at what point in densities in the progression is it necessary for an entity to be consciously aware of the law of one to progress? <clears throat> and understandably, Ra says, well, the fifth density harvest is of those whose vibratory distortions consciously accept the honor duty of the law of one. This responsibility honor is the foundation of this vibration, meaning fifth density. And so <clears throat> the foundation of the uh, movement from wisdom and love to full love and wisdom balance integration from fifth to sixth density positive the basis of that is conscious acceptance of the love one. And so, <clears throat> what Don is saying, what Don is terming conscious awareness of the love one, Ra is uh, re-terming, <clears throat> relabeling, or um, describing in another way as consciously accepting the honor duty of the love one. So, responsibility, honor, 
is equivalent to honor duty. So we have honor duty responsibility <clears throat> as um, an integrated complex. Uh, accepting the honor or the uh, privilege of appreciating unity and <clears throat> accepting the responsibility or duty or obligations associated with that knowing of unity, that all is one, and the self is that one. Knowing that, accepting its obligations and responsibilities, and appreciating the privilege and enjoying it is necessary for fifth to sixth density graduation, five to six, particularly five positive, positive fifth density to six. Negatives are a little bit different. And so <clears throat> that's when uh, knowing of unity comes into play. Uh, Ra explains <clears throat> each responsibility is an honor, each honor is a responsibility, so that's just making equation. So uh, what we have responsibility for, we can see as an honor or a privilege or a sign of uh, our worthiness, right, to say, um, to, to say he he received this honor, you know, the great honor of, um, you know, it's my honor to, to speak the love one, <clears throat> however I may. It's my honor. Uh, I'm honored to do that. Well, it doesn't mean you're honoring me. <laughs> maybe, maybe not. It means that um, it's a privilege and it's a self-worthy, uh, it's a statement of self-worth regardless of how well we do, uh, at least to attempt it, uh, it's a responsibility, uh, and there's obligation to it, uh, but there's sort of an ennobling, uh, there's a self-ennoblement that, com that comes from accepting the honor, or the accepting the duty responsibility, the obligation, of um, something that's very helpful. <clears throat> and so, the law of one, the unity of all, um, as a glorious reality, an amazing thing, a wonderful thing, uh, is self-ennobling <clears throat> when we come to accept the obligations of that knowing. Anyway, it's very subtle. So, and then we go down to a very low, <laughs> after that, we go down to some very crude uh, discussion of cattle mutilations which is real. Now, bear in mind the drop-down of vibration. Bear in mind the difference between high philosophy and facts and figures. <clears throat> bear in mind the change in mind that you may feel when we go from discussion of honor, uh, responsibility, duty, associated with a greater knowing, associated with um, acceptance of our greater being, <clears throat> the universe as one being, and the discussion of um, what we may know or the difficulty of understanding, the humility, which is heart chakra activation, associated with acknowledging consciously that we don't fully understand, the, um, the feeling in heart, in mind, the elevation, the subtlety, the refinement you may feel in discussing you know, metaphysics, moral philosophy, 
the philosophy of soul evolution, and now we go to cattle mutilation. <clears throat> Be aware of the contrast. 1643, Don goes, says, uh, I want to ask a rather questionable question. <clears throat> we can say a rather crude topic. Uh, I was wondering if cattle mutilations that we now experience across the country and elsewhere could be explained by you. Uh, it could be. Uh, this is very real. Ross says, 1643, the greater part of your so-called mutilations take place according to the ways of your second-density beings, which feed upon carrion, meaning dead meat, dead animal carcass. A portion of these so-called mutilations are those uh, which are of what you may call multidimensional type, a thought-form construct using various parts of that body in order to have life and being in third density. So, uh, uh, there are two parts to cattle mutilation. I think raw, I personally think that the real cattle mutilations, which are many, uh, I think the greater part are multidimensional, but uh, Ra, I think, de-emphasizes that because here we go into a you know, crude discussion or a discussion of the negative things and body parts and uh, symbology uh, of negative parasitism, negative parasite activity. So Ra said the greater part of those are basically... Um, you know, predatory animals, second density beings feeding on dead carcass. But that's really, I think, the minor part of what he's asking. And then he says, uh, Ross says, a portion of the so-called mutilations <clears throat> are, yes, multidimensional. That involves a thought form construct generally from the lower astral, often associated with Orion from 4D negative or by human uh, black magic agency, ritual, or NASA-type uh, energy manipulation to seek to bring them in. And they then use parts of the animal according to symbology to have life, meaning uh, they get energy or sustenance as thought-form entities, but then have a being in third density, meaning they can either take a third density form from thought-form to physical... Uh, manifestation, perhaps, or <clears throat> have greater access to space-time by the parasitizing uh, according to symbology of the body parts of the animal in relation to human distortion, human collective distortion. The human collective distortion uh, associated with those portions of the body are the symbology uh, the metaphysical or magical symbology by which these lower negative entities or thought forms of the astral may feed upon, make use of the animal bodies in the mutilations so as to have greater access to 3D space-time. In terms of where they come from, Ross says it's an ambiguous question because <laughs> you can say, sure, it comes from God. Ross said, firstly, they come from the Creator, right? So all rainbow colors, all seven dimensions in the octave comes from the one light, love, love, light, the white, one light, the, the source of light is the source of all form. They come from the creator. Secondly, they come from what you may call lower astral plane. 
lower astral plane or thought form on the lower astral plane. Thirdly, in construct visualization complex, this is interesting, meaning um, in, uh, in terms of physical location, they reside in part beneath the crust of your planet, so they come from underneath, like D-rows, uh, de-evolutionary beings. Um, in some science fiction, you see things like that in the time machine, H.G. Wells. There's something like these Dero creatures, horrible-looking guys living under the Earth. So, <clears throat> uh, these are lower astral plane entities that may have some physical location uh, in the hollows under the ground. And that's why it's said, you know, <clears throat> the, the very simple-minded... Um, uh, symbolic association of lower uh, hell in the earth, hell being associated with under the earth, Dante's Inferno, uh, and uh, the sky being associated with heaven, which is the upper astral. So the lower astral associated with under the earth, <clears throat> the upper astral and higher dimensions associated with the sky and the stars the sky like heaven, the stars like the cosmos, meaning the higher um, realms, higher dimensions, that simple-minded, linear, symbol, uh, symbolic association is true. It's not only true, there's more going on than that. <clears throat> Up is high, <laughs> is upper, the upper astral, upper dimension. Low is down in the earth, in the bowels of the planet is lower astral, that's true. That's the symbolic association. Uh, <clears throat> are these one form in particular, meaning one uh, manifestation in body or energy form? Ross said, these entities may take any thought form associated with an emotion of fear or terror. And so the Illuminati, New World Order, negative human slaves um, are basically generating emotion, the, you know, the emotions of fear and terror as much as possible, globally, by the media, and by incessant warfare, and by uh, internecine war, internecine conflict, pitting uh, groups against other groups within nations and across regions, uh, steady generation of fear and terror uh, within the comp within the consciousness complex or the collective mind of humanity, surely. Uh, improves the atmosphere, the metaphysical atmosphere, the astral conditions here uh, by which these lower astral plane entities can do the mutilation, for sure. And so uh, that, is, uh, that is a portion of the metaphysical intention or the intention at metaphysical levels for the uh, generation of fear and terror in the media and uh, by warfare and the global, the evolving global military police state, totalitarianism and control, control, uh, that uh, affects the psychic atmosphere or the collective consciousness of humanity, which includes the astral plane. And that uh, facilitates cattle mutilation, <laughs> which facilitates these lower astral entities uh, being having more access and having more ability to feed off human distortion. 
Are these thought forms able to attack only cattle? Can they also attack human beings? That's a very interesting question because there actually are reports of human mutilation. <clears throat> uh, Linda Moulton Howe uh, is one person who's done a lot of research on this. Um, I have mixed opinions about her or her work, but overall I think she's done very important work. Uh, <clears throat> but uh, there really are, you know, there are claims. They're all just claims, right? You show me the photos and make sure those photos are real. If there are no photos that we know for sure are real, you can, we can't say there are proof of human mutilation, but there surely is proof of cattle mutilation. Ross said, these thought forms cannot attack their density beings. Okay? Uh, <clears throat> and that's the discussion on cattle mutilation. So, uh, quickly, let's go to questions here either about understanding, not understanding, or cattle mutilation. Uh, bear in mind, it's not really an important topic, but it's interesting. Any questions here in the group? Yes, there are lots of sinkholes growing or developing or appearing around the planet, yes. And some of them look like um, there was a hole underground already, you know, like there's one in Guatemala or something. It really looks like, <laughs> it looks pretty clean, <clears throat> clean surface to the tunnel or the hole, uh, meaning there was something under there before, perhaps. Um, it could be related, of course. I don't know for sure. Uh, but there's certainly an increase in lower astral plane manifestation. Uh, as I've said before, the exorcism department of the Roman Catholic Church uh, <clears throat> is very active now, more than ever before, and they claim those priests who do exorcism or say so, and I think that's true, claim or believe, say, <clears throat> there's a great increase in possession cases and things like that globally. So yes, I think the sinkhole phenomenon obviously is related to earth changes and the heat venting from the deeper levels of the earth and dimensional shift preparation and all that, the inconveniences, earth changes. Uh, but yes, it could be related to this too. Uh, 1647... Don changes the subject to some uh, appearances of silver flecks, F-L-E-C-K-S. Can you tell me of the silver flecks that we have found sometimes on our faces or elsewhere? It's very strange. Ross said, these of which you speak are a materialization, right, into matter, apparently, of a subjectively oriented signpost indicating to one mind-body-spirit complex and no other a meaning of subjective nature. Now, this is related to synchronicity. This is related to um, uh, the tone we may hear, particularly in the right ear, sometimes. It's related to strange uh, <clears throat> phenomena that may occur in the physical environment around us that are correlated with a certain line of thought. If we're thinking something, you know, it's like I've been I may be on the highway on <laughs> my motorbike thinking something and then some bug smashes into my helmet or my uh, chest. <laughs> this has happened a couple of times. It may be that that could be a subjectively oriented signpost indicating to me at that time something of a, a meaning of subjective nature. There is a meaning, but it is subjective only for that person to one mind-body-spirit complex and no other. It's not for you, it's for me. 
and these flex were for them and not for us meaning <clears throat> there is a meaning that they can discover for them only in that case where <clears throat> it's a signpost indicating that they should pay attention to something or that something subjectively is happening uh, it's like the tone in the right ear that indicate that may indicate positive contact positive ET or positive entity contact that is associated with a certain line of thought or a certain subjective process that we need to pay attention to it's a signpost and so Don goes on well who creates the silver flecks and are they real well, I said, picture, if you will, the increasing potential for learned teaching, meaning they're learning. At some point, a sign will be given to indicate the appropriateness and importance of that learned teaching. When the student is ready, the teacher appears. When the student has discovered a point of importance, the teacher or that teaching may generate materialization or an indication, a signpost, a sign that one should take note <laughs> that that teaching or that thought is important. The entity itself in cooperation with the inner planes. Does that mean entities on the inner planes? Maybe, maybe not, meaning angelics, because it's positive here. The entity itself in cooperation with inner planes creates whatever signpost is most understandable or noticeable to it. So people uh, <clears throat> have the synchronicity of looking at a license plate with a certain number or numbers or numerology. It may, may, may or may not be one of these subjective signposts or indications of, um, uh, of a materialization or a manifestation that says, take note, pay attention. Um, reflect on what's happening in your process, generally a mental process. Uh, something's important here, <clears throat> uh, and therefore there's some kind of outer indication sign or signpost that may be a confirmation. It may simply be a call to pay attention. Uh, it may be um, an indication that we're right. It may be an indication that there's a problem. Uh, but this is something that happens by the entity itself. It's not that higher self made it happen. Higher self does not make everything happen. It's not like that. Uh, and uh, we have to be careful how we interpret things. So the, the subconscious mind has great power to even make materialization. Uh, and Don goes on and says, well, so you're saying that we ourselves create these? Well, I said, entities consciously do not create these. They create them, but not consciously. We create it, but not consciously. The roots of mind complex, having touched in understanding intelligent infinity, create them. Ross such a, speaks so well. <clears throat> the roots of mind complex, the potentiator of mind, the high priestess in the tarot cards, the potentiating, uh, potentiator of the conscious mind being the deep mind, the roots of mind complex, when they have touched in understanding intelligent infinity, uh-huh, that's a link between fourth chakra and seventh, right? Understanding, meaning is possible, right? It's not of this density, but it is possible. We may touch it. Touching what? 
touching and understanding touched intelligent infinity with understanding. It's a touch of intelligent infinity, seventh chakra, the absolute, the source, uh, in a moment, by a moment of understanding. There's a touch, there's a, a, a linkage between mind and uh, freedom from mind-body-spirit complex even. Intelligent infinity is outside <clears throat> mind-body-spirit complex. It's basically, uh, you know, comes in through seventh chakra. It's the source of light. Having touched the source of light, the boundless, uh, in a moment of understanding, create though that may create such materialization. But it comes not by a conscious desire, but by the deep mind that continue that seeks further understanding. That's the point. <clears throat> the entity um, consciously seeks more learning and understanding, growth, and the deep mind facilitates that learning by that type of materialization. Uh, so let's go on. 1650. Is it possible for you to give a small description of something inaudible? Conditions of fourth density, conditions in operation, meaning uh, tell us about fourth density. Very good question, very important. <clears throat> and raw answers. We ask you to consider, as we speak, that there are no words for positively describing fourth density. Hmm. We can only explain what is not and approximate what is. Beyond fourth density, our ability grows more limited still until we become without words. That which fourth density is not, <clears throat> it is not of words unless chosen. It is not of heavy chemical bodies or heavy chemical vehicles for body complex activities. It is not of disharmony within self. Beyond fourth density, uh, <laughs> beyond fourth density, their ability grows more limited still. It is not of disharmony within peoples. It is not within limits of possibility to cause disharmony in any way. And then, approximations of positive statements. It is a type, it is a plane of a type of bipedal vehicle, which is much denser and more full of life. It is a plane wherein one is aware of the thoughts of other selves. It is a plane where one is aware of the vibrations of other selves. It is a plane of compassion and understanding of the sorrows of third density. It is a plane striving towards wisdom or light. It is a plane, P-L-A-N-E, all these plane. It is a plane wherein individual differences are pronounced, although automatically harmonized by group consensus. <clears throat> now, bear in mind how much I think superior, superior, this depiction of fourth density is to most other channeled reports. Uh, talking about what they eat for breakfast, or what their ships look like, or what their cities are made out of, or their command structure, this is uh, useless, or very unimportant, In and we find it in many other so-called channeling documents. The superiority, right? Superiority, not morally, <laughs> but in terms of accuracy, wisdom, comprehension of totality. Right? Indigo is not better than orange, but it's a whole lot finer in vibration. Sixth chakra is no better than second chakra, but sixth chakra uh, <clears throat> consciousness is far, far less distorted than second chakra consciousness. So this presentation, to me, is hands down far uh, in advance uh, of other human channelings. 
in here shown by their depiction of fourth density. So Ra says <clears throat> they cannot find the words to positively describe it exactly. They can certainly explain what it is not. They can only approximate what it is. And from higher from fourth density up to higher dimensions, their ability to positively describe or fully accurately describe grows more and more limited. Eventually they're without words. That is the exact same uh, principle as the reality that um, paranormal, well not paranormal, but, but meditative insight or realization of the highest states of consciousness, consciousness of the infinity of space, consciousness of or perception. These are the four or five higher jhanas, four or five higher trances absorptions in Buddhist meditation, Buddhist samadhi. They're not yet complete and perfect, perfect enlightenment, but they correlate with the higher planes. Perception of the infinity of space, perception of the infinity of consciousness, perception of <clears throat> nothingness, perception of neither, or the consciousness of neither perception nor non-perception, and then cessation of perception and cessation of sensation. Hmm? Those are the four, the five higher jhanas, trances, absorptions, uh, states of samadhi, concentration in the Buddhist understanding. Buddhism goes pretty far. <clears throat> it is not the same as Christianity. The moral basis is the same, but the meditative description or the meditative understanding is far, far different. This is not esoteric Buddhism. This is exoteric Buddhism, these five higher jhanas or states. Perception of the infinity of space, the infinity of consciousness, the perception of nothingness, the uh, awareness of neither perception nor non-perception, and cessation of perception and sensation. This is, this is advanced um, realization. This is not other religions. Okay? They're similar to some Hindu states, absolutely, Advaita Vedanta Yoga. But you really won't find this uh, in the Western systems unless it's very deeply buried. Uh, all of those states really cannot fully be described with words. But you can certainly say what they're not. So then when we drop back down to just fourth density, because fourth density uh, is not that different in some way than here, <clears throat> uh, but they don't use words unless they seek. It's telepathic. They don't use uh, biochemical bodies, heavy chemical vehicles. It is not, there is no disharmony within self. There's no disharmony between people. And it's not even within the limits of possibility. It is not possible. It is impossible to cause disharmony in any way. Now, this is 4D positive. 4D negative is full of disharmony. <clears throat> but it's a very ordered disharmony. Uh, bear in mind uh, that these are qualities of 4th chakra too. 4th chakra is, uh, doesn't require thought form. It is not of words. Right? Spoken words are the manifestation of discrete thought form linear process. There is knowing without a word. There is knowing beyond language or thought form process. Knowing, uh, there, there, you know, telepathy is the communication of thought form and knowing 
without work, physical speech. Likewise, fourth chakra activation leads to intuitional knowing, what we call subjective self-validation, subjective self-determination, which is more intuitional or formless, not necessarily associated with thought-form linear progression. Likewise, um, fourth chakra activation um, at its uh, apogee, at its summit, zenith, involves no more self-disharmony. I love myself. <laughs> or, there is love here, there is no self-conflict here, there is no conflict in this mind. That's not, uh, that's not a joke, that's real. That's not narcissism. It doesn't mean I'm big shit. <laughs> it means there's no fighting here. This mind doesn't fight itself. It's not a disharmony within peoples. And that's even a harder one, because uh, that's, for us, with fourth chakra activation, uh, the capacity to not generate conflict uh, or resistance, opposition, control, denial, repression, avoidance, any kind of conflictual mental process in relation to others, uh, you know, regardless of how they are. Love thine enemies is just the beginning of that. It's not just love. It's actually the result of full acceptance and understanding. Love thine enemies means fully accept and understand thine enemies, which means negative humans, negative entities, Orion, uh, those that are ignorant, uh, those that are you know not polarized, and those that are doing negativity, uh, loving thine, loving them, <laughs> uh, would involve no disharmony within peoples, between people. And uh, that's very much a product of fourth chakra activation. And uh, in 4D positive, where there are no 3D people, hold on, in 4th density positive, it's not even possible to cause disharmony in any way. So when you hear some channeling, so-called human channelings, that are talking about, uh, you know, Pleiadian Wars, or Good Orion, be careful. Good Orion means what? Positive 4D guys in Orion, or guys that are people that are positive in a negative civilization that is 4th density positive, 4th density negative. It's a 4D negative Orion Empire, why there, which is, or it's an Orion Empire. So you see, the metaphysics is very loose, very sloppy, lots of channeling. The Orion Wars, does that mean we're talking about 4D negative? Well, if that's so, there are no positively oriented people there. Does that mean we're talking about 4D negative versus some 3D planets in Orion? I don't know. They don't know either. Uh, when you're talking about, you know, the, the good Pleiadians and the bad Pleiadians, you're talking about what? 4D negative and 4D positive, both from the Pleiades? Uh, in 4D positive, there's no disharmony between people, within people, or within those uh, members of a society, or, or societies that are in 4D positive. So, um, there, that's why there's no illness, there's no sickness. There is uh, some stress in mind, uh, mind and spirit, in 4D positive, but it's not, uh, doesn't get to the level of illness and sickness. Sorry for the noise. Uh, approximations of positive statements, meaning what Ra can say about 4th density positive, uh, it's, they are using a bipedal vehicle, but it is not 
heavy chemical. So there is a bipedal vehicle or body form, but it's denser and full of life. So that's the definition of density. Higher densities are more full of life, more vital, higher energetic, um, with greater capacity for the influence of matter or form by mind in those dimensions. Uh, but they're still using a bipedal body. In fifth density, they don't, or it leads to none. And sixth density, of course, not. There's also a great awareness of the thought or mind of other selves. That's part of the telepathy. They are also aware of the vibrations or deeper process or the levels of being of others. That's, again, part of the telepathy or the, mind, the social memory complex joining. There's great compassion and understanding of the sorrows of third density. But there don't seem to be a deep understanding of the causes of the sorrows of their density. So Ra said, you know, we're the brothers and sisters of sorrow. Well, uh, how about the brothers and sisters of wisdom comprehension of the causes of the sorrow? If they were that, then they wouldn't have made the same mistakes that they did by technical transfers and intervention uh, throughout human history. So it's nice to feel compassion for sorrow, but if there's a lacking comprehension of the causes of those sorrows, the mental distortions associated with causation of the sorrow and perpetuation of the sorrow and the non-healing of the sorrow, if that's not comprehended, uh, one's attempts at service will cause problems. <clears throat> uh, it's a plain striving towards wisdom or life, fifth density. Fourth density strives to five. It's a plane wherein individual differences are pronounced. That's interesting, right? The different individual differences are very pronounced. So there's no blurring, although automatically harmonized by group consensus. And so they're very much in harmony. But there are significant individual differences. 51, 1651. Could you define the word density? as we've been using it to give us a little greater idea of the concept of this term, density, when used by you. Ross said, the term density is a mathematical one. It's metaphysics. The closest analogy is that of music, whereby after seven notes on your Western type of scale, the eighth note begins a new octave. Uh, so it's totally correlative to the uh, musical scale of seven notes or tones in an octave and um, the seven frequencies of light in a rainbow, of course. Within your, within your great octave of existence, which we share with you, here in the same octave, there are seven octaves or densities. Um, each density here is being called an octave. <laughs> so within the octave are octaves, which really means within what we call an octave are, sub, are densities or sub-octaves or sub-planes. Within each density, there are seven subdensities. Within each subdensity, seven sub-subdensities, and so on infinitely. Now, that just means that the octave can be divided into seven planes, seven tones, seven frequencies of light, associated with the seven chakras. Those seven levels, densities, can be further subdivided into seven or uh, other numbers too. 
and the, that seven subfold, that seven division, sevenfold division of each density can also be divided each one to seven. Okay, so that's holography, that's nesting. Um, <clears throat> we can understand that, but that's a mathematical thing. Uh, as to then, Don is just have a real quick question. Uh, the time has gone over an hour. I prefer to continue, but what's the condition? The instrument, the instrument is in balance. It's well to continue if you desire. And again, it's uh, the length of time very much depends on her uh, Carla's conditions and the conditions of the group metaphysically, different energy levels. Uh, and the more they're in harmony, the longer the session could go. This is a long session. Uh, <clears throat> Don has a confused question, 1653. Uh, understanding that each density has seven subdensities and seven subsub. Um, and he basically is saying, does this mean that at any density level, anything you can think of is happening? Meaning, is there infinity, infinity happening? Ross says, from your confusion, we select the concept with which you struggle, that being infinite opportunity. You may consider any possibility, probability, complex as having an existence. Bang. And that's what the seventh density, totality, complex, beingness, or the beingness of seventh density self knows. The seventh density self is aware of the existence of infinite possibility, probability, lines, potentials, realities, and in, uses that knowing basically of infinite lines of probability to assist higher self in programming catalyst and uh, many, many things. But yes, everything you can imagine is happening. And, and these are interesting questions then about daydreams, and that'll be the end. We'll just use a few of these and then end the session today. Uh, 1654, uh, what we do, Don says, what we do when we think of possibilities that can occur, like daydreaming, do they become real in these densities? So when we're daydreaming, is there some materialization manifestation in some sub-density level? Ross said, it depends on the nature of the daydream. And this is a large subject, yes. The Seth material talks about this, by the way. Uh, okay, let me read Ra's answer. But if you're interested in this, the Seth material... Um, the Nature of Reality, very interesting book channel, which I trust. <laughs> One of the few channelings I will trust. Uh, very deep teaching on the uh, process by which self knows self by exploration of consciousness, uh, modifications of consciousness. So, as to whether daydreams become real in one of these sub-densities... It depends upon the nature of the daydream, says Ra. This is a large subject. Perhaps the simplest thing we can say is, if the daydream, as you call it, is one which attracts to self, this then becomes reality to self. If, in brackets on the other hand, it is contemplative general daydream, this may enter the infinity of possibility, probability complexes, and occur elsewhere, having no particular attachment to the energy fields of the creator. Creator meaning the person who's thinking them. So there are two cases. Um, there's the person's daydream, which one finds very attractive and has strong emotional investment. That then becomes a reality to the self, 
meaning there is some attachment to the person's own energy fields, the energy fields of body, mind, spirit complex. How? Well, you know, it's the law of attraction. If you, you know, uh, if you dwell on it, <laughs> it, it strengthens the um, mind stream uh, tendencies for its uh, perpetuation. But then, on the other hand, there is the contemplative general daydream, uh, which is like, oh, maybe, you know, maybe uh, I'll have green eggs and ham. <laughs> that may not be too uh, contemplative, but uh, that then, some strange little thought that doesn't mean much for one person, that one person doesn't have much investment in, can enter the infinity of possibility, probability, complexes, and occur elsewhere, you know, in some uh, some sub-dimensional, invisible, immaterial realm. Uh, anyway, uh, and so Don pushes it and says, okay, well, if I were to daydream strongly about building a ship, would this occur in one of these alternate other densities? And yeah, Ross says this would, would have or shall occur. So it would occur, or it would have already occurred, or in the future it shall occur. So within the continuum of time, our experience of past, present, future, uh, a strong daydream uh, can manifest somehow. But that doesn't mean it'll appear materially. And then if, say, an entity dreams strongly about something, or dreams strongly about battling another entity, would this occur? And this is so. This is interpersonal daydream or daydream regarding an interpersonal um, dynamic. It's a little different than just dreaming about building a ship or something. Uh, Ra says, in this case, the entity's fantasy concerns the self and other self. This binds the thought form, the thought form, to the possibility probability complex connected with the self, which is the creator of this thought form. So it binds. So since it's concerning self and other self. It binds that thought form, the fantasy is a thought form, to some kind of possibility, probability, complex of the self, um, which, had, which has some relation to the other, you'd say. This then would increase the possibility, probability of bringing this into third density occurrence, but basically just because it's, the person is holding on to it, and it would naturally have some influence in their future encounter with that other person, other self. Not that uh, it's going to appear in front of you. This is not magic per se, because it's the difference between daydreaming and, and magic. <laughs> magic is, um, you know, uh, intentional, deliberate, formal, disciplined mind uh, mind manipulation, <laughs> manipulation of matter, ritual, symbology, mind, thought form. So as to have an effect on matter or material world, different than daydream. Uh, and two more about daydream, and then we'll be finished. Does the Orion group use this principle to create conditions brought about to suit their purpose? Interesting question uh, regarding does Orion uh, amp up service to self daydream or service to self or control-oriented or you know, anti-love anti-goodness, anti-virtue daydreaming. And Ross says, we'll answer, in fact, it would be a very long discussion if they got into it. Um, 
Ross says, we will answer more specifically than the question. And here's an interesting case. So rather, you know, there are cases where Ra answers more vaguely, and there are cases here where answer, Ra answers more specifically uh, because the principle is important. Uh, Ra says, the Orion group uses daydreams of hostile or other negative vibratory natures to feed back or strengthen these thought forms. And so, um, you know, the media, the media, the preponderance in media, human, <laughs> human, stupid human mainstream media, <laughs> the fools repeating the liars, they're, they're, <laughs> um, they're prepon the preponderance in their information presentation of aggression, you know, war all over the place and violence and scandal and uh, harm and accidents and all sorts of uh, sorrowful, destructive, harmful, dysfunctional, uh, unfortunate occurrences. That too is a kind of feeding back mechanism to increase um, disharmony. Uh, and likewise, the Orion group uses daydreams of hostile or other negative vibratory nature. So hostility, uh, bellicosity, uh, irritability, annoyance, aggression, aggression in all forms, Dis heart, heart, uh, heartlessness, but also disheartened or discouragement, uh, sorrow, helplessness, weakness, um, self-blame, self-criticism. All of these are, are various related negative vibratory manifestations, also upped by human media and Orion, um, for the purpose of, of feedback or feeding back or strengthening such thought forms. So the human media is very much uh, Orion um, derivative today. And, and that's why global media looks pretty much the same, you know. Uh, and their reportage is often the same. Not always, but to a large extent. Uh, and that is comparable to a feed, feeding back mechanism or uh, echo resonant re strengthening. Strengthening by feedback resonance of that which is either negative or leads to weakness, submission to authority, etc. But uh, Wall's answer here is, yeah, Orion negative entities do uh, intensify uh, and try to um, strengthen human thought forms that are associated with lower chakra blockage. That's what we're talking about, lower chakra blockage. There's a lower chakra blockage that leads to the negative path. There's lower chakra blockage that leads to non-polarization. Different, but uh, comparable in that they are products of first, second, third chakra blockage, particularly. And finally, um, do Don asks, 1658, do they ever use any, shall I say, gratifications of the physical body? <laughs> gratifications of the physical body to amplify such daydreams? Interesting, strange question. Ross said, they are able to do this only when there is a strong ability on the part of the receiving mind-body-spirit complex, meaning the person, the receiving person, towards the perception of thought forms. Hmm. This could be termed an unusual characteristic, but indeed has been a method used by Orion entities. So Orion entities, 40 negative, has in the past, or could be using, 
the rarely, it's an unusual characteristic, but they have used um, the method of some kind of physical body gratification or um, transmission of thought form or resonance of, of thought form that involves some kind of gratification of the physical body, whatever that may be. Um, fantasies, perhaps, you know, kind of feeding back mechanism to amplify service-to-self fantasy that uh, they may, that may incorporate some kind of physical body sensation, generation of sensation. So, uh, but that would only happen towards people or the receiver, the, you know, the generator of the daydream being the receiving mind-body-spirit complex, receiving the Orion uh, feedback uh, intervention. If that receiving person, that person, um, has a strong ability to perceive thought forms. So we're talking about a 4D negative Orion generating uh, resonant thought forms that have the effect of feeding back or strengthening serves a self or hostile or depolarizing daydreams of humanity. That doesn't happen so much in terms of there being a physical component or uh, some kind of stimulation of sensation uh, associated with uh, body gratification, whatever that could be. Uh, it can be that, but that would only be with the case of the person who could perceive thought forms well. And um, that can happen with meditation, and it can happen. It happens with a very strong mind. It's also a six chakra activation indication, the ability to perceive thought forms, and it's related also to the ability to know the mind of others, telepathic telepathy, uh, receiving or sending, uh, as well as awareness of um, the content or the nature of thought in in other mind, and this very fifth chakra, actually fifth chakra, sixth chakra. <laughs> All right, <laughs> very specific question. Uh, so we just discussed daydreams, and the last couple of questions, this is such a long session, huh? 62 exchanges. The last section of issues is about wanderers, and it's the transit, Don's questioning from Orion influence on daydreams to Orion's influence on wanderers. Very interesting. 1659. The many wanderers coming to this planet now and in the recent past, are they subject to Orion thoughts? <laughs> yes, indeed. Uh, good question. And there's so much to say about wanderers. Uh, Ra's reply, as we have said before, wanderers become completely the creature of third density in mind-body complex. Note, not spirit complex. There is just as much chance of such influence to a wanderer entity as to a mind-body-spirit complex of this planetary sphere, 3D native. The only difference occurs in the spirit complex, which, if it wishes, if the wanderer wishes, has an armor of light, if you will, which enables it to recognize more clearly that which is not as it would appropriately be desired by the mind-body-spirit complex. This is not more than a bias and cannot be called an understanding. Furthermore, the wanderer is, in its own mind-body-spirit complex, less distorted towards the deviousness of third-density positive-negative confusions. Thus, it often does not recognize as easily as a more negative individual. 
the negative nature of thoughts or beings. More deep, deep, deep presentation. So, number one, wanderers become completely the creature of their density in mind-body complex, not spirit complex. So, wanderers have the same spectrum of human body sensation and potential for health and illness, the same spectrum of mind activity from heavy psychological disease, heavy psychological distortion, self-blame, self-hatred, depression, hatred, all the psychological ailments, uh, and psychological well-being, <laughs> of course. So, wanderers um, are very 3D, their density in terms of vibratory quality, potentials in terms of body, in terms of mind. However, uh, not in the spirit complex or our 6th, 7th chakra or higher energy field conditions. Because wanderers are so much so um, like everyone else in body and mind, there's just as much chance of such an influence, meaning Orion influence of a wanderer, as to any other person, mind by spirit complex, of this planetary sphere. Wanderers are not of this planetary sphere. The difference in the spirit complex is that the wanderer, because of its higher density origin, fourth or fifth or sixth density positive, has an armor of light, a shield of light, a protective light field in the spirit complex, as the spirit complex, which has many functions, actually, one of which is that it enables the wanderer to recognize more clearly that which is not as it would appropriately be desired, meaning that armor of light condition of the spirit complex of the wanderer who is from fourth, fifth, sixth density positive can help us as wanderers recognize what we shouldn't do, what we shouldn't desire, what we don't desire, what's no good, what's not helpful, what's not my way, not my way. You know, you may be a, a rager, you may be a liar, you may be unfair, but I don't want to be an angry guy. I don't want to, uh, you know, meet hate with hate. I don't want to fall into discouragement, self-pity, and depression, hopelessness. I don't want to walk with this fear. I don't need this fear. It's unreasonable. I don't want to be caught by my ignorance. And I don't want to uh, play the Orion game. This is very possible. This is a discernment that is native to the spirit complex of each wanderer. The uh, dividing line is, to what extent has the wanderer developed a mind? So they may access that armor of light and be able to uh, bridge mind to spirit to make use of the inner knowing that already exists, that is clear about polarity and what should be desired and what should not be, what's helpful, what's not helpful. The wanderer has that discernment native. However, it's not in mind. It's actually in the spirit complex. That's why Ross said it's not more than a bias, but that's not a little thing. The integration of mind with spirit, mm, only that's basically the linkage of four, five, six. Fourth chakra, fifth chakra, blue-green center, heart-mind, true knowing, wisdom and compassion. Only when that's very significantly developed can the person access spirit complex and bridge four, five, six. So, 
Um, it's not an understanding. It's not fourth chakra activated. It's a sixth chakra. It's a it's a condition of six seven chakra, head field, the head the energy field of the head. It's the nature of your halo, the nature of the wanderer's halo. Is uh, the natural bias towards goodness, virtue, positive path, and the ability to see a liar as a liar, and a fake as a fake, and um, negative intervention as negative intervention to see I'm mistaken, I'm wrong to keep going this way, and I don't want what you're offering. That kind of knowing is very native to wanderers, but only when there is access to spirit complex, only when there's great development of love wisdom, only after there is great clearance of one, two, three, meaning self-healing. Then, finally, Ra says, not finally, finally, but finally for this reply, in general, the wanderer itself, in its own totality, or its own mind-body-spirit complex overall, is naturally less distorted towards the deviousness of third-density positive-negative confusions. So Orion is devious, not humans are devious, but Orion is devious, and makes use of 3D, natural 3D, you know, pre-understanding, right? Intellect, intellect-based, logic analysis-based, positive-negative confusions. The deviousness of 3D positive-negative confusions. Confusions about what's right and wrong, right? There really is a right and wrong. There really is a positive-negative. It really is. It's all one, uh, regardless of the form, regardless of orientation. All is one. The substance is one. It's all love, light. It's all God. It's all the infinite creator. Everyone is God. Yeah. And in time and space, there is positive-negative orientation. There is that which is more helpful. There's that which is less helpful. There's manipulation and deviousness. Uh, and we need discernment to see all that. But the wanderer, who is naturally less devious, the wanderer doesn't recognize as easily as a more negative individual. The wanderer is a less negative individual. Therefore, the wanderer as a less negative individual doesn't recognize as easily as a more negative individual the negative nature of thoughts or beings. Naive. Love over wisdom. Right? The... Uh, Love one another, goofy, goofy wanderer type. All right, love one another. It's great, absolutely. But you better recognize deviousness. <laughs> you better get your wisdom discernment up to speed, so as not to be a pawn or a tool, or uh, an unwitting agent of negativity, which is very clever, particularly clever in their manipulation of natural positive-negative confusions regarding orientation or path, right and wrong. Uh, virtue vice, wholesome unwholesome, in third density uh, configuration, in, in understanding. So this very important stuff here. Would the wanderers be high priority targets of the Orion group? This is correct. 1660, yeah. Wanderers incarnating here are high priority targets of Orion and the Illuminati and New World Order operatives, depending on who they are, what they do, how course, not everyone. Most wanderers are asleep. And many wanderers, you know, are not a target in the sense that they're not a threat. Uh, but they can be. 1661, 
the last uh, topical question regarding um, the themes we're going over here. Don asks, if a wanderer were to be successfully infringed upon by the Orion group, what would happen to this wanderer at the harvest? And that's a really big question and very specific, actually, to the person. Ra's answer is, if the wanderer entity demonstrated through action a negative orientation towards other selves, it would be, as we have said before, caught into the planetary vibration, and when harvested, possibly repeat again. The master cycle of third density as a planetary entity, and that's the last full question of today's session. So, uh, successfully impringed on means influenced by, directly by mind or something, uh, by Orion in this case. That, that infringement or the infringement that might lead a wanderer to be, quote, caught into the planetary vibration and repeat the master cycle of 3D as a planetary entity, meaning repeat cycle. Master cycle is 75,000 years. Uh, what leads wanderers to get caught into the planetary maelstrom or distortions of human mind and need to, choose to, at higher self level, choose to uh, repeat 3D, which doesn't necessarily mean repeat for 75,000 years, but uh, repeat again until they are capable of undoing that karma, actually. What leads that what would lead a wanderer to not being able to leave, go home and harvest, is demonstration through action of negative orientation towards others. And that's actually, uh, it's not um, a little thing, it's a big thing. And Ra has talked about consciously unloving action in action with other beings. It's not a little, it's not a matter of being angry sometimes or being harmful sometimes. It's um, consistently demonstrating negative orientation towards others, again and again and again, in a somewhat conscious, deliberate, intentional, clear, knowing way. There are some wanderers who do that, and they get caught. That's no doubt, and I've met some people like that, uh, and that's an interesting, sad thing, but eventually they'll get out. Okay, and then the last final question, 1662, Don's just wondering about helping Carla make her more comfortable. <clears throat> Rod's final closure is, uh, I leave you in the love and the light of the one infinite creator. Go forth then rejoicing in the power and the peace of the one creator, Adonai. And um, thank you again for being here. I appreciate it a lot. And um, next week we'll go into session 17. And... Uh, <laughs> I don't think it's as long as this one. Uh, it's actually 45 questions of QA only. And um, anyway, I hope this was useful to you. It's very deep stuff. And um, thanks again, and good night.